0: It seems that no matter where you look, there's pop culture news flying around everywhere. But how can you keep up so you're ready to roll when a new episode of the Popcast comes out? Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one place where you could go to get all the news you want? Then boy do I have good news for you, because Flipboard is here to help. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard, and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. Used by millions of people every day, Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. Get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. This is episode 16 of the Popcast.
1: Hello, welcome to the Popcast, the pop culture podcast from Vernacular. We're your hosts, Maureen and Josh Goldman. Each week, we'll dive into the latest in pop culture with our three regular segments.
0: First, the snack bag, where we cover some smaller stories from the past week. Second, the marquee topic, where we dive in-depth into one pop culture story or event. And third, the teasers, where we give our suggestions for pop culture content you might have missed but should definitely check out. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: Maureen, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you, honey?
0: I'm doing well. It is freezing cold here where
1: it's we like live It's like 60 today. degrees.
0: It's cold compared to what it's been. Yeah, but
1: freezing cold? Honey, I mean, I'm the other, usually the dramatic one. The
0: other night, I was out in shorts and a t-shirt, and tonight- You were cold
1: then. You were like, I really wore a bad No, 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 no. no. I mean, when
0: I went to the baseball game. Oh. <laughs> and now I'm in sweatpants and my slippers, which I almost never wear, he's, even in the winter. He's still in a t-shirt, you guys. I'm still in a t-shirt. Well, it is not quite- fall, but it is fall weather, but it is almost fall weather. And I am excited for that as we discussed on the podcast previously. Something else we discussed on the podcast previously. Did you like that segue?
1: Yeah, it was really good. Smooth. It was a master
0: segue. Something else we talked about last week. Maureen had asked some people to say what their favorite books were because she's looking for some more books to read. And so I think you heard from someone.
1: Yes. Thank you to our friend Maggie for texting me. Maggie, I'm currently waiting for I think The Nightingale is available on audiobook, and I'm I have it on hold, or I'm on the wait list at the library for the audiobook. So stay tuned.
0: Last week I was telling you that I thought the Harry Potter series is one of my favorite series, and I really love reading those books. But I was thinking, what book do I really love? And so I made a quick list just in case you still cared what I, my favorite book is. Of course, I care. So one of them is called Ready Player One, which was just made into a movie. Uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. I've heard that the book is way better than the movie. Uh, Another book I really liked is called The Martian, which was also a movie. Are you sensing a theme here? Yeah. And then uh, there's a book called Paper Towns, which was also a movie. That movie movie
1: was Yes, the
0: movie is not good, but the book was really good. It's written by John Green. He wrote The Fault in Our Stars. And then... If you're thinking, oh, you only really like popular books, that's probably true. But there is one that I remember reading.
1: There's no right or wrong, though. Everyone's entitled to have whatever favorite books oh, thank they you. want.
0: There is one I read back in high school called Night by Ellie Wiesel uh, that takes yeah, place during great. the Holocaust. And I really enjoyed reading that book. It was very well written. So, those are a couple of mine. Another piece of follow-up I wanted to touch on quickly was that we talked about podcasts a couple weeks ago, and we mentioned Serial, and Maureen had said, have you heard about Serial Season 3? And at the time, I hadn't, so I was just uh, Googling last night, Serial Season 3 is out, and they're already a couple episodes in, so I listened to the first one today. It's actually really interesting. So this season, different than past seasons of Serial, is that uh, Sarah Koenig is at the Cleveland courthouse and she spent a whole year there and every week she covers or every week of the show serial she covers a different uh court case and so it's really interesting and it's really well done so i'm excited to listen to more of that cool
1: so i have some updates from last week as well we talked about um some tv shows we were excited for um and I wanted to mention two that I've already watched this week. So Dancing with the Stars premiered this week. Grocery Store Joe from Bachelor in Paradise was on. Oh, he's such a terrible dancer. It was so sad. But he's safe, and he made it because all of the Bachelor nation voted for him, I'm sure. And just for the record, I watch all of these shows, and I get so invested. I never vote, like ever. Well, you I'm don't like, watch them live. I know, because I can't. It just takes too long. Yeah. Um, Anyway, Dancing with the Stars is one of those shows. If if you've never seen it, I recommend you watch just one dancer segment. It'll take like 10 minutes. It makes you feel like, "Oh yeah, I should become a professional ballroom dancer." In fact, that would make me the best version of myself that I could possibly be, and I'll be able to do it. Like, there's just something about this show that's like amazing to me, and I love seeing everyone's backstories.
0: Well, the the good
1: there's a blind woman this year. A blind woman. She's good, amazing. She's the dancing. The good
0: star dancers are really good, and they're really they're interesting good teachers to watch. and choreographers too. No, no, no. I mean the stars. Oh. The stars who are good dancers. They're fun to watch. If they're, you know, they're always paired with professionals. Yeah. But the they, it's actually really fun to watch i don't watch a show but i would watch clips yeah yeah
1: i just i'm into it um also of note during dancing with the stars they like highlighted their upcoming dancing with the stars juniors which is a bunch of like kids between ages it looks like six and 12 that are pros and stars like one of the stars is scotty pippen's little girl and like the pros star the pro so the kid like, Stars is, like, okay, fine. Like, uh, the little girl who was um, Young Gamora is one of them. She's okay. one of, like, the kid stars. Eh,
0: not really a star, but the okay. The kid
1: pros are amazingly talented, but it's kind of creepy to me. Like, there is something, like, they these kids, like, look and are moving like adult dancers. It's, like, crazy. So, anyway, I don't know how I feel about Dancing with the Stars Jr.'s TBD. And, lastly, Josh and I did watch the This Is Us premiere, which was on this week. yeah. Yeah,
0: it was it was a uh, weirdly paced. Had some weird editing that just bothered me. But I mean, overall, the show was kind of the same as it's always been.
1: I think really I just... pulling at the
0: heartstrings without earning it. My favorite thing they do.
1: Yeah, Josh is like really cynical about it. I mean, I was really excited to see all the characters come back. I kind of felt like in this one there was some flashbacks that were unnecessary. It was just like for the sake of the flashback, and so that to me was a little hard because I was like, wait, why are we? Why is this important to know right now? Or are we just trying to tell multiple stories at the same time? Of course, we're going to keep watching it because we're human and I like to cry. But, you know. All right, honey. Let's...
0: Let's jump into the snack bag. Couple,
1: exactly what I was going to say. But, but you were going too slow. You
0: were going way too slow. Right,
1: let's jump gotta into, into the We got to keep this thing moving.
0: Bag. We got to keep it moving. Okay, snack bag. There's just a couple things this week that I thought were of note to talk about on the podcast. The first one is... This, ra- gross. this This rapper named Lil Xan. I've never heard of him. I don't know if I should have heard of him.
1: But you have now.
0: The only thing I want to talk about, we're just going to talk about this very surface level. The headline of this article I read is that he was sent to the hospital for eating too many hot Cheetos. That to me is ridiculous. Have you ever heard of such a thing?
1: No, but I find it hilarious. And I, I also have never heard of Lil Xan. Um, so I read this article. Did you read the whole thing as to what yeah, happened to Yeah, Yeah, well, let's
0: not get into the details because it, it's gross. But well, Let's
1: just say it affected his stomach lining in the yeah, like way that it's made like, him sick.
0: That is disgusting. Why do they make a food that can affect your stomach lining like that?
1: Any food could do that. If you ate too many jalapenos, my question is, how many hot Cheetos did you eat? How many would it take yeah, to corrode gonna, your stomach I guess you're
0: eating? right. A, a single serving bag probably wouldn't do much. Even but he if must you have ate, had a ton. Even
1: if you ate like a family size bag, I, I don't know. I would want to know how many does it take because there's plenty of natural foods that are na- spicy.
0: Yeah, that's true. But it's just something about it being a Cheeto and it making you so sick you have to go to the hospital. It just really...
1: Not the regular ones. The hot ones. ones. I
0: bet if you ate the too regular many regular The regular ones che- are fine.
1: No, you could have as many of those
0: Maureen, as you want. quick question now that we're talking about Cheetos... Do you like the clubs or the puffs?
1: I hate the puffs. The puffs you are the know best. This. It's disgusting. The puffs are the best. No, I like regular Cheetos. You the like the clubs? Kind.
0: The clubs. I call them the clubs. They the look like Taylors. Cave-
1: yeah, they look like
0: no. They look like caveman clubs.
1: All right. The last snack bag. Josh found an article about Jeopardy All Stars, which I'm going to let you talk about in a second. I just want to talk about Trebek. So obviously, Alex Trebek, host of Jeopardy. First of all, he's 78. He looks amazing. I want to know what his secret is. Um, second, they, there was this long discussion about his beard, and he had this, like, you know, Sean Connery kind of facial hair. I thought it was really working for him. Apparently, they had a public vote on social media about it. But his, people loved it. People loved it. But his wife, Jean, voted no. And Alex said she wins. So that was really funny.
0: So to celebrate 35 years of Jeopardy, they are going to do an all-star tournament. But the big twist here is that they are going to be in teams. How do you feel about this? I've I, I, First of all, they no, named... Jeopardy
1: is an individual sport, but I get what they're trying a to do. A sport? Yeah. Jeopardy is...
0: An individual game? I don't know how a sport.
1: Ugh, let's not get into the sport versus game debate.
0: It's not a sport.
1: My stepbrother, Mike, would love to talk about this.
0: It's definitely not a sport. <laughs> well... But my question for you is that, first of all, they're going to be in teams. But second of all, I read the list of the returning players, and the only one I recognized was Ken Jennings. Would you recognize anybody else? No, I don't.
1: I don't watch Jeopardy enough to know the people, but I'm sure that people who watch regularly would. I, I'm, I'm like, look, as long as regular Jeopardy keeps going, then I'm into it. I think this is a fun little special they do. Then fine, but I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, when Alex Trebek chooses to leave, Jeopardy needs to end.
0: Yeah, it could be as soon as 2020. Right, but when I don't his... want
1: any other hosts yeah like i don't want a fake jeopardy i just want it to be like we had a great run for th- <laughs> like four decades i mean that's just amazing but it
0: worked it worked for the price is right when bob barker left drew carey came in and people said eh, i don't know how this well, is gonna not be the Same for me do i don't mean? enjoy
1: it quite as much right that's but you would same.
0: but if you were homesick you would still watch it if it was on
1: no it's not the same
0: you wouldn't watch it i don't know i love the price is right no matter who's hosting it
1: come on down you got
0: that tiny tiny mic why is that mic so small that they hold? I know. And they're doing it to be retro. All right, let's move on to the marquee topic for this week. This week, we are going to talk a little bit about an abbreviated fall television preview. So there are a ton of new shows that are coming out this fall and a lot of returning shows. So this week, we're going to take a look at seven trailers for shows premiering this fall on network TV. They're either the most anticipated, or the best marketed, or maybe just the most obnoxiously marketed. But these are the seven that stood out to us, and we're going to give our thoughts on which ones we might try out. So the first one is called A Million Little Things. It is an ABC show created by DJ Nash. Let me read the premise, the the short premise to you. Set in Boston, a group of friends who are intertwined in each other's lives realize they need to start living more when one of them suddenly dies. The title is a play on the saying, quote, friendship isn't a big thing. It's a million little things. End quote. Maureen, what did you think of this trailer?
1: I loved it. I already DVR'd this. I haven't watched it yet. We're recording this on Thursday night, uh, which is also my friend Kate's birthday. Happy birthday, Kate. Anyway, I love it. I think that I was obviously weeping during the trailer because I'm a crier. I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. And this was very poignant. I also... And I don't, I don't, I think this was in one of the promos. They've been promoing this a lot. One of the creators of the show, this show was started because he had a real life experience like this, where he like ran into a former friend and it was like, oh man, it's so great to see you. Like, let's get drinks next week. Oh yeah, I would love that. Okay, yeah. And he was like, it wasn't like a, oh yeah, we'll never do this. It was like he really was looking forward to seeing this guy. And his friend ended up committing suicide before he could schedule the time with him. And he said he just was like, I'm going to live my life differently. Like this, it really like shook him up. And I think that it's really a neat thing that his friend's life has inspired this show. And maybe it will help other people or maybe it will, you know, shed light to some some ways that we can be more present in our lives or that people who are struggling with, you know, depression or suicidal thoughts can maybe get help. I haven't seen the show. I don't know if it's going to do that, but I just thought that it was kind of neat that it was inspired by a true story and he's trying to take a bad situation and find some way to make beauty from it.
0: To be honest, I'm not super into this as a show. I, I totally am behind the idea that it could have been inspired by a real life something, but the way the show is portrayed in the trailer... Which is probably taken mostly from the pilot episode.
1: It's like a This Is Us wannabe. Yeah,
0: it's a This Is Us wannabe. And you already know if you listen to our This Is Us coverage that I had a big problem with the first season of This Is Us because I felt like it was manipulative. Did I say that right? Yeah. It was
1: manipulative.
0: Manipulative?
1: Yeah, you said it right.
0: I was worried. I didn't know if I said it right. Anyway. And I think that this is another one of those shows that really just wants you to feel before you have any reason to feel. So I am out on this show. Maureen is in? You're in for the pilot at least?
1: Totally in. And I'm hopefully going to watch it before next week's podcast. So I'll give you a continuation next week and I'll tell you how. And I'm going to say
0: I am out on this one.
1: I bet you're going to watch the pilot with me.
0: I'm not. Let's move on to the next one. (laughs) It's called New Amsterdam. It's created by David Schulner. It's going to be on NBC. The premise of the show is New Amsterdam follows Dr. Max Goodwin as he becomes the medical director of one of the United States' oldest public hospitals, aiming to reform the neglected facility to provide exceptional care to patients. I'm going to start here. Did
1: you watch the whole trailer? Yeah. Okay. Why? I, I don't know they were long these these yeah. trailers that will link to this some of them are like six minutes so you can definitely get a flavor for the show with watching like the first you know minute or two
0: right I'm, I'm I have to say I'm out on this one too i I think I'm out on all medical shows at this point but this one is another one that just really wants you to feel. And I'm just not – I wasn't feeling it from the, the the marketing of the trailer, which, again, mo- is mostly taken from the pilot episode. The acting looks eh. And I haven't really watched a medical show since Grey's Anatomy premiered back in 2005. I think
1: it's on its 15th season now. Not surprisingly, I'm totally into it. I cried during the trailer because there's – I don't know how this has to do with the hospital – and none of this is a spoiler because it's all in the trailer, but there's a scene where there's a girl and she's in and out of foster care and they're like, you know, well, let's just try to help her. Can we do that? We can now. And then they literally are like, you know, whatever her name is, like, what do you want to do? And she like looks at the camera and she's like, no one's ever asked me that. And she's crying and I was crying 100%. Um so I you think are this in. Show you're is, in on the pilot. I think I'm in. It's totally unrealistic. This is not how a real hospital works. It is completely dramatized. And I think as long as you go in knowing that. There's
0: a scene in one of the promos where he says uh, the entire, you yeah, know. You're all fired. You're all fired. But then he
1: rehires that one guy to run the thing because. But, I mean, right, come on. Right, right, right. Here's my thing. You're all fired. What I was going to say is if you watch to the end, again, not a spoiler because it's in the promo, but. You find out that the gentleman running the hospital, who's also really young, right? Like he's, he's, he's
0: unrealistically young. Yeah. But
1: he's like the one who's coming in to shake it up. He has cancer. So it's also going to be about him. And like, I think it'll be interesting kind of watching him with that struggle. So the thing that I want to say about this is that I'm into it, but I think you have to just take it as completely fictional and highly unrealistic and then just kind of roll with it. I'm listening to Lauren Graham's audiobook right now. I mean, it's a real book. I'm listening to it on the audiobook. Talking as fast as I can is what it's called. And she narrates it, and it's awesome. Lauren Graham obviously started in Gilmore Girls, Parenthood, many other things. But she says that she, when she would ever have to audition for a medical show, like, she could not do it convincingly because it was always like, I'll take three cc's of lick Like, it, she just – she was like, you have to try to be too sincere. And all she could hear is medical jargon. So I thought it was really funny, and this definitely applies to this pilot. She mentions in the book that, like, she and her – I think it's her sister – have this thing they do where anytime something's like blah 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 or like yeah 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 boring or you know technical or whatever they use the term medical medical so it's like how was your date oh it was good but then he started you know just going medical medical and you know like or you know how was the meeting you know I think it was productive at first but then it was just like medical medical and my boss was droning on and whatever it may be um this show is going to be a lot of medical medical jargon where it's going to be like oh romantic plot and then medical 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 you know whatever it is. So I think that's how I'm thinking about it. But if you're drinking the Kool-Aid, I think it's going to be a good batch.
0: Our next show is called Manifest. It is an NBC this drama. It's like Lost. It's created by Jeff Rake. And the premise of the show is Montego Air Flight 828 from Jamaica to New York City experiences a brief period of severe turbulence. When they land, the passengers and crew learn that five years have passed while they were in the air. During which time they were presumed dead, as they reintegrate themselves into present day society, the passengers begin to face the fact that their lives and loved ones are not the same as they were before. Thoughts, Maureen, on this trailer.
1: I wrote Yes please. Time travel, healing cancer? Yeah. It again, completely unrealistic, very dramatized, again with like the crying and the you know, whatever, but I think it's interesting. I think It's Lost-esque to me. I never watched Lost. I only watched like the first episode or two. I tried. It, It wasn't my thing. I think this has that same kind of vibe where I love the mystery aspect of it. And it'll be interesting to see if it feels like there's an actual story unfolding or if it's just the writers kind of throwing darts at a board every week. Do you know what I mean? Those shows where you're like, you want to know the truth as the audience, but it kind of feels like the writers are changing their minds all the time or just making up new things. Yeah. So I think if they can avoid that, that this show will be good and interesting.
0: I hate to say it, but this is another I'm out on this one.
1: You're not into anything. No,
0: I have a couple problems. The first is that it does seem to be trying to capitalize on Lost, on the idea of Lost, which was a super successful show. Regardless of whether it went off the rails or not towards the end, that's a different story. But it was successful for six seasons. And I think that this is trying to... Mimic some of the things that that did well. The thing that I don't like about these shows is that if you miss an episode, you're lost. You you can't catch up, and so
1: because they're the dramas, they're not the comedies. We're getting to the comedies.
0: No, no. But if you miss an episode of New Amsterdam, I bet you could catch up the next episode. It's a show that like this that has a mystery to it that I just don't think you'd be able to catch up on.
1: Okay. Devil's Advocate, you loved 24. Could Mm. you miss an episode of 24?
0: I liked 24 for a little bit. You loved
1: Alias. Could you miss an episode of Alias? No.
0: There are shows that are good that are like this, but this this does not seem like it's going to be good. And so to feel like I have to commit like an entire season's worth to get any answers is really frustratingly annoying. I think probably that's the case too because everything these days is, or most everything can be streamed and binge watch and so when you finally get a show that you have to wait week to week to see what's going on eh, it just doesn't appeal as much. And I think the other thing about this kind of a show is that clearly they they're going to spend a lot of money on production value and things like that and I think it just takes away from having better quality writing and better quality actors performing your your work. And so I think that that is going to be a downfall. I mean the trailer to me just really fell flat.
1: Womp womp. Thanks, Debbie Downer. Moving on to a comedy. It's not, it's a drama. God Friended Me? Really? It looks like a comedy.
0: It's a it's an hour long drama, but it might have comedic elements.
1: Well, it wasn't like the first three where you were just like crying the whole time. This one I thought looks really funny.
0: I have to say, I'm into this one. Really? Whoa. So God Friended Me is created by Stephen Lillian and Brian Weinbrandt. And the plot is, God Me is described as a humorous, uplifting series that explores questions of faith, existence, and science. It centers on Miles, an outspoken atheist whose life is turned upside down when he is friended by God on Facebook. Unwittingly, he becomes an agent of change in the lives and destinies of others around him. Confident, compelling, and quick-witted Kara is a leading writer at an online magazine. Under pressure for her next big story... Her life takes an interesting turn when she meets Miles, thanks to God's friend's suggestion. Maureen, what do you think about this show?
1: I think it looked cute. I love God. I love like the idea that like you know God is being more present in this guy's life and you know using him as a agent of change. I, I don't know. I need to see the pilot before I'm going to make a final decision. What Interestingly, do you
0: think? I was into this one. I I was I was kind of on board. The only thing that I thought was a little weird about it is that. The center is like around this premise of Facebook and is Facebook really still a thing? I mean, I know people use Facebook, but the idea of friending someone on Facebook feels like it was, might've been a great idea five or six years ago for a television show.
1: Maybe God should be like snapping them or something.
0: (laughs) God snapped me. That doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Okay. So we have three comedies that we're going to talk about. The first one is called Single Parents. And it is created by Elizabeth Merriweather and J.J. Philbin. Elizabeth Merriweather actually created New Girl, uh, which we watched for a while uh, while it was on. And the plot of this show is that the series begins when the group meets Will, a 30-something guy who's been so focused on raising his daughter that he's lost sight of who he is as a man. When the other single parents see just how far down the rabbit hole of PTA, parenting, and princesses Will has gone... They band together to get him out in the dating world and make him realize that being a great parent doesn't mean sacrificing everything about your own identity. Okay, so we actually did watch the pilot of this show.
1: What did you think, honey?
0: I did not like it that much. It's okay. It stars Taryn Killam, who was on Saturday Night Live. And I thought he was pretty good on Saturday Night Live. Also has uh, Leighton Meester and Brad Garrett, who's on Everybody Loves Raymond. I don't know. I think pilots are hard to judge because they're often not super funny. They're trying to set up a lot of the plot. And so, I don't know. I just, I really wasn't into this one. What did you think?
1: I really was excited about it after watching the trailer. There's one example where the mom character calls it the vortex when you're like completely into your kids and have lost your life. And and they show her like singing wheels on the bus and like high-fiving a delivery guy who looks at her like she's crazy. And like, I've definitely had those moments where just can't stop singing because your kid will be sad so i think there was some good moments like that that mirrored like the funnier parts of real life but after watching the pilot we watched it tonight while we were eating dinner right before recording this and i just think it kind of fell flat for me it does that thing that we that i've talked about before in the podcast where it's like there's a friend group and they have no one else outside the friend group like it's like there's four or five single parents none of whom have anything in common and
0: none of whom seem to have jobs
1: right like they're always like hanging out with each other or helping each other or at school or at school pickup but it's like they're the only people who could babysit for each other i think they mentioned like nana one time but it's like i don't know and like the premise is that they're all in elementary school together and then there's one guy who's like a 20 year old with a baby and his is the most far-fetched i mean like who is he why is he there it makes zero sense so i think this could be funny but uh it's not tracking well for me after the pilot.
0: Well, I think the idea of you know people only having a certain group of friends can work, but it has to be something where the chemistry between the actors is just undeniable. And I think this show But it show, also
1: has to be like there's some kind of legitimate connection. Like the connection here is just that their kids are in the same class and they're single parents, but they make it seem like they've been friends and bonded over this for a couple of years now, and I just don't see like the characters are so They don't have anything in common other than the fact that they're so Yeah, they really don't. So.
0: Are you out on this after the pilot?
1: I might watch one more, but then if I find it stupid, I'm not going to keep watching it.
0: I think I'm out on this one as well. Uh, I probably will not watch a second episode. As we've talked about before, there's just so many things out there to watch that I just am not going to commit time to something I don't think is funny. Okay, the next uh, comedy is called I Feel Bad, created by Asim Batra. Uh, And the premise is... I Feel Bad follows Emmett, a wife, mother, and career woman who feels bad when she deviates from her own standards of perfection while trying to have it all.
1: So, honey, what do you think of this one after watching the trailer?
0: It looks all right. I don't know. There was just something I about... I mean,
1: I like that this one is centered around the working mom. I don't know. There were some th- parts of the the trailer that I was like, yeah, I feel like that all the time. Like,
0: Well, there's this whole subplot, it seems, w- with her parents who live with them, who are visiting them, at least in the trailer, where they keep mistaking this uh, main character for her mom and her dad. It's just...
1: This is going to be one of those much sillier, much more like cookie cutter like these are the sticks we're gonna use and like this is the like uh, i don't know i can't i
0: just can't see where this is where this is going like how are they gonna make a series of this show like there's this whole scene of the main character at work and she asked her colleagues if she is still dateable essentially it was just such an awkward thing like no boss would actually ask that and it's weird even in a comedy like she had asked all these like 20 something guys like am i still dateable and they're like yeah you're kind of like this yeah. piece of pizza that's been stuck in the couch it's still pizza though
1: i think the premise the, the like the, the premise of that joke is funny but the execution and the writing is not so i think that this show could do well based on the premise of it there are a lot of working moms out there and there's a lot of this like you know you're you're going from like i'm young and cool and going to happy hours you know with my Partner to, I'm talking about diapers and poop all the time, <laughs> which it just seems I'm in that phase. So like seems, I get
0: it. It just seems like they did the same thing where they have this really attractive woman, and then they cast someone who's kind of schlubby as her husband. And I don't know if that's going to play a role into it, but it just seems to be following a lot of the same tropes that every sitcom follows. I'm I'm on board with the idea of. Tracking a working mother. I think that's interesting. But the show as a comedy, I don't know.
1: It's gonna come down to the writing for me. So we'll have to see. Are how you it in? Does. Or are you out? Well, I want to watch the
0: I'm out. You're I'm... not
1: even gonna watch the first one.
0: Uh maybe. We'll see. They're only twenty two minutes. Our last comedy here is one called Happy Together. It's a CBS show created by Tim McAuliffe and Austin Earle. Happy Together follows Jake and Claire, a 30-something couple who are tired of their mundane life and start to reconnect with their younger, cooler selves when an emerging pop star who is drawn to their super normal suburban life moves in. One of the interesting things about this show is that it is based on a true story of Harry Styles of One Direction, and he is an executive producer on this show. What did you think of the trailer?
1: So this might be the only one from the trailer that like I can't do. Like it looks so silly and stupid to me. And that being said, like I love who's the lead actor in this, honey?
0: Damon Wayans Jr. I, I
1: really like him, and I I think he's very funny. And I just it's it just looks so dumb. I mean, like this is one that the premise I think is also really funny, but it's so like it it, it, it they seem like caricatures rather than real people. Um, so I don't know. For me, it'll depend on the writing again. I think I'm more than willing to watch the pilot and kind of see how it does. But this looks like very much like this is a sitcom house set. Like the, the how the, their house is like gorgeous and beautiful. And there's like knickknacks freaking everywhere, but everything like matches, but isn't too matchy. It just doesn't look real. It looks like, it looks
0: like a sitcom.
1: Yeah. Like
0: with a, with a set on a, you know, in a, in front of a live studio audience.
1: Yeah but it, but it looks like that more than any of the other ones.
0: Well, I think the other one the other comedies are single camera comedies, so they're filmed, you know, they might have sets but they're, you know, there's no audience, there's no laugh track. I think that's how this one differs. Would it surprise you to know that I actually thought this trailer was pretty funny? No,
1: I knew you would love this. I they're knew just, this would be like you're like, "Yeah, look at that."
0: The things I don't like about it, I don't really like multi-camera comedies anymore. So, I'm not a big fan of the laugh track. I'm not a big fan of the traditional sitcom multicam show anymore, but I'm with Maureen. I really like Damon Wayans Jr. He was on New Girl for a little while. He was on a show that we really like called Happy Endings. I just think he is such a funny actor. He's so good at everything that he does comedic wise that I would watch the show just for him. And some of the jokes seemed pretty funny to me, actually. I mean, some of them were very silly, uh, but I don't know. I might actually give this one a shot. That's kind of crazy because I would, I just reading the premise, I was not that interested in it, but they got me. I
1: knew because he was in it, you were going to like it.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I think that will wrap up the conversation on uh, the pilot's trailers that we watched. So let us
1: know which ones you're excited for.
0: Are you interested in any of these that we talked about? And if so, let us know which and if you decide to give one a shot. Maureen, our teasers for this week. My teaser for this week is uh, a music suggestion. A couple years ago, I stumbled upon the artist Hosier, who was probably most famous for his song, Take Me to Church, which was all over the radio a couple years ago. Is that
1: how you say it? I've been saying Hosier.
0: Hosier, yeah. I watched uh, I watched a clip I of believe him. You I watched a just... clip of him on Ellen, and that's how Ellen said it, so. Hosier. Hosier. Anyway. Let's get
1: cozier with Hosier. Sure, <laughs> Okay. (laughs) I got a half laugh from Josh. That must mean it was kind of funny.
0: So, a couple of years ago, I started listening to some of his other music. I didn't really like Take Me to Church, not one of my favorite songs, but the entirety of his, the rest of his first album is really, really good. And I really love his music. And he's got a great voice and he's a great guitarist. So, recently, he came out with an EP called Nina Cried Power. And the music is unsurprisingly really good. And there is one song in particular. It's only four songs, but there's one song called Shrike that I really like. It's, it's just hard to describe, so I'll just let you guys go and find it. It's, you can find it on YouTube, on Spotify, anywhere you get your music. So check it out. Hosier and his new album is called Nina Cried Power. Maureen, what is your suggestion this week?
1: I saw Crazy Rich Asians and I loved it. And anyone who has time should go see it in the theaters and by the time it comes out on like Redbox, definitely watch it. It was so cute, so funny. It definitely has elements of a chick flick in there, so like I clearly loved it. Obviously, I cried. I laughed, I cried. It was great. But it's funny enough that like I think people who don't like really like chick flicks will still love it. So, highly recommend.
0: And would you even recommend going by yourself? Yes. Because you went by yourself. I
1: did go by myself.
0: Very exciting. There's really nothing better than going to the movies by yourself. It was
1: awesome. I got a kid pack. So like I (laughs) wanted some popcorn, but I wasn't that hungry. But I got this little like kid sized popcorn and a fruit snack and a small Sprite. And I, I, I mean, it was a delightful, delightful experience.
0: All right, that will do it for this week. Thanks for listening. You can leave us feedback, comments, or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash popcast. We would love to hear from you, and would especially love to hear what you want to hear about on the show. You can also reach us by emailing thepopcast at vernacularpodcast.com.
1: Please also subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We put out a new one every Friday, and if it's not too much trouble, please drop us a rating or a review. It helps other people find our show. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode.
0: We'll talk to you next week.
1: Bye. Bye. What is his secret? He looks so amazing. So I recently read on another blog post, Young House Love, John and Sherry Petersick, who are also amazing. Check them out if you haven't. Let me just boil it down to you. She says her anti-aging secret is straight-up coconut oil on her face to remove her makeup. She doesn't wash her face. And then in the morning, she puts on some apple cider vinegar and then more coconut oil as moisturizer. Anyone listening, is this a thing you've ever done and does it work?
0: Vinegar on your face? That would smell so bad. I got a
1: little, it's half vinegar, half water.
0: And I don't know. No. It's
1: supposed to be like I'm a- out.
0: I'm out on the apple cider vinegar. I'm out on the coconut oil. I don't want to smell like coconut either.
1: Okay, well, I want to know if anyone's tried it and if it works and if anyone knows what Alex Trebek's secrets are. Maybe
0: it's coconut oil, and maybe it is. I'm going to smear it on my
1: face every night, and the fountain of youth will be in my hands.